American Craftsman Podcast is sponsored by Hayford, which offers a wide range of products and solutions for the woodworking and furniture making industries. Hinges and drawer slides to connectors and dowels, sandpaper, wood glue, shop parts, and everything in between. Also, product lines such as Look LED Lighting and Slido Door Hardware ensure that every project you create is built to last. Learn more at hayflood.com. Welcome back. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we haven't had an episode without a guest in, uh, well, maybe it's only been like two weeks. Yeah, well, we were running, uh, we had Jim Jamal, we had Keith, we had uh, Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Was, was John on the week I, before that? I was just about to ask, was John Peters on? Maybe. And, uh, wasn't too long before that we had RT. Yep. Yeah, we'll be out there a week from tomorrow. That'll be awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to see that place. Yeah, it'll be a nice trip out too. And we caught um, the first two, and I want to say maybe half of the third episode of their podcast, mm-hmm. the RT Machine podcast, which you guys should definitely check out. Um Episode two was really, really good with the guy from uh, Lewis, Lewis Lumber, I think is the name. Yeah. Um, it's a full nerd out on, on the wood. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it was, it was good. There was, you know, we learned a, a couple of things that yeah. were like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, I didn't know that. Which, hey, that's why you listen to a podcast, right? That's right. Um, oh, my medicine. <laughs> Um, yeah, apologize for the late upload last week. We were, um, was it, we were riding home from the install Friday night and I'm like, oh shit, I forgot to upload the podcast. That was a hectic end of the week. Yeah. Well, we didn't record it last week. It was recorded two or three weeks ago with Keith. Um, so it just totally slipped my mind. Which it was a good thing that we had record, recorded that because otherwise we wouldn't have had anything. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, um, maybe we go mobile with our new... Uh, yeah, these new DJI mics. Yeah. Yeah. I have to do the uh, intro from memory. <laughs> Shouldn't be too hard. I, I think you can do it. Yeah. You're pretty good that way. Oh, yeah, I could... I could rattle that off right now if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, last week, you know, we had that kitchen install, which was um, Wednesday, that, Thursday, Friday. That was a carnival. Yeah. We got there Wednesday, and they were still setting tile <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> right where we are supposed to put our cabinets. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, no, they, were, yeah. they were done with uh, our area. There was no grout. But, you know, the tile had just been laid the day before. Mm-hmm. We were there uh, dropping off a couple cabinets that day on, a, on Tuesday. Um, so, yeah, it was a huge push to try and get, get that job done. Yeah, we set all the cabinets, all the base cabinets, 
in that one day. Yep. Yeah, because they were expecting um, the stone guy to come and template that night. We were there till six, maybe. Yeah, because how many cabinets are there? 20? 21. 21. So there are four cabinets, you know, that wall. But we set 17. There's the double-sided island. The, and there's the, two uppers on the stove. Oh, yeah, and the laundry room. Yeah, it was five, six, seven, eight. Or were there five on the... No, there were four on the their fridge and then the three. Right. And then two. So six... Yeah, so 15. Yeah. 15 base cabinets, which, you know. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it it was around plumbing, Mm -hmm. the double-sided island. Yeah. Working inside that little tiny room. (laughs) There was no tile on the floor. And the legs were, were, every time I tried to turn the leg, it would. Get hung up. Yeah, it would get hung up and like pitch the cabinet sideways. Yeah, we showed up and, you know, there was like plumbing issues with where the, um, uh, sorry, Andy actually just texted me, the, the builder, um, unrelated to the kitchen. What the hell was I saying? Oh, like the plumbing in the island, it turned out that the supplies were going to be like outside of the, they were going to be in the cabinet that backs up to the sink base. So they had to figure that out. The wall that was supposed to get altered never got altered. So it was too big. So the, the one island that encapsulated this, this knee wall had to be cut and, and they had to move electric. And it was like, yeah, we, we did have to, I forgot about that. Yeah. Didn't make it super easy on us um plus you know we don't do a lot of installs like i used to i used to install kitchens that was my job at tom's when i wasn't in the shop well i was when i wasn't installing i was in the shop my main job was the installer and um i was much faster at installing kitchen cabinets back then yeah but i mean it was difficult too because it was really cramped we were working with probably another 10 people in that area. Yeah. Um, and in the house, there were probably another dozen or so. Yeah. Friday was real crazy over there, you know, because clients were moving in on Monday. Sorry if you guys can hear the fan. I can, I can hear it in the headphones, but it's hot in here. So you're going to have to deal with it. It's, it finally cooled down. It's only 81 degrees right now. Yeah. It was a glorious week compared to the last week. Yeah. Even and then the the that first day when we were like really busting our ass, the air conditioning on the first floor where we're working is not working. That was Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, and man, and I, the tile guy had the window open with yeah. no screen. There's like flies. <laughs> I was so I was so sweaty and disgusting. Like everything I touched was left a film of yeah. like sweat on it. I felt really, really just gross. Yeah, when you can smell the sweat. It's not like B.O., but you can like smell the smell of sweat on yourself. <laughs> like, you know, you've been sweating. Yeah, it was it was uh, an adventure. Yeah. But thankfully, um, we're done with that. We, uh, we have an end panel to bring down there in a couple weeks, and they ha- somebody damaged. Somebody I damaged. Well, the end panel, yeah, yeah. But the drawer front. Yeah. I, I think the drawer front got damaged in transit. Um, 
which those, all those doors like flopped over at some point in the van. That's probably when it happened. Mm. But so we got a tiny touch little nick. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Uh, it's gonna be tough to touch up, but worst case, if they want a new one, it's like eighty bucks or something. Yeah, and we gotta go back there. That's that's worse than buying the door, the drawer face. That's true. <laughs> but we'll go back in the fall when they're gone. Yeah, we're supposed to be building those doors for the media, whatever. Thing, yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's like well, all right. Listen, if you don't want anybody over there, then we'll come back when you're gone. Um, but shout out to Andy and uh, yeah, his Chesick, crew, Cheswick Construction, nice guys. Yeah, and because yeah, it was a difficult situation. And they were really pretty pleasant to work with. Yeah, yeah, it uh, it was giving me flashbacks because I was on their end for a long time, where you work for the builder, and the cabinet guys show up and they're like, "This is fucked up. This is fucked up. <laughs> this is fucked." And you're like, "All right, let's scramble and." Let me just not do anything that I was supposed to do today and handle all of the things that yeah. you just pointed out. Yeah, because he really took it well. Yeah. I mean, there was no, it was really no, uh, I mean, you could see that I could feel for him because there's that resignation, you know, it's like, yeah, you, you realize it's got to get done. So what are you going to do? Right. You just got to do it. Yep. Yeah, we get in those situations. It's like yeah. these barn doors, you know. That's Sucks. right. You know, not only are we in again on material, but all the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's uh it sucks. You build something for a price and the you know, the numbers were tight on that already. It was like I don't want to say it was a favor, but they got the the price where it's like, "All right, we already did like seven things for you. Here's it's a good guy price. Yeah, we're coming back anyway. Um, you know, this is like a good deal. And now, so much for that. Yeah. Well, we got like a week in it, at least. Mm, at least. Yeah. Maybe more. Probably It'd probably end up like three man weeks. And about 2,000 in material. Yeah, but don't forget that uh, what's what's their names are giving us uh, four hundred dollars back. Yeah, Cheldwin. <laughs> Thanks, Cheldwin. <laughs> oh man, when's that karma coming around? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I hope I live long enough to see it. Yeah. Uh, well, we better talk about the elephant in the room. Our new. YouTube and social media channels with our buddy John Peters. Oh, awesome. Today's Craftsmen. That's right. The source. With an M-E-N. Craftsmen. That's us. Yeah. Not you. If you are not a man, you are still allowed to watch it. Craftsmen is in reference to the three of us. Yeah. We're not, we weren't being exclusionary. No, no, not at all. Everybody's welcome. Yeah. You don't even have to be a craft. That's right. You could just be bad at it, and you're still allowed to uh, to partake. Yeah. Total newbies are welcome. Mm -hmm. Encouraged, even. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of... Uh, so the the channel, you know, we're, ca we're calling it like the source for the modern woodworker, which will literally, with what we're planning on doing, sort of run that entire gamut of of total beginner all the way up to like, you know, professional where we're going to have stuff that's relevant to everybody. 
Right, right. Like even if you're a hobbyist or somebody who's wants to just take up a craft, mm-hmm. um, said, you know, uh, been working my desk job and I've always wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. And if I had a little bit of information, I could probably get started out in my garage. Yeah. Grab your snapback and get to it. <laughs> and then we're going to try and do some stuff too. That's, you know, um, more advanced, uh, you mm-hmm. know, we're gonna, whatever uh, comes down the pike, I think we're going to handle. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll do some build videos with, with plans and, um, you know, probably have like uh, shorter build videos on the channel, but then have like full in-depth instructional videos on the website, probably. Um, Tool and machine stuff. Yep. Which is always helpful. I mean, we, we like that stuff when we're looking for um, something new for the shop. Mm-hmm. I, I like to check out videos all the time to see what people have to say when they're really using them. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that was like that uh, sander that we just ordered from Felder, which I haven't heard back from them. Allegedly, it's not in stock, even though it said that it was in stock. So we'll see what they have to say. We have some time before we need it. But, um, you know, I went on YouTube and watched probably half a dozen different videos on that sander before we, we finally ended up buying it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That's That's one of my stations. Yeah, and it's got probably the, the most jacked up tool. You know, we got to get you a, a, a low profile sander, though, yeah. because that every time I've been sanding now for like any length of time and I could feel it in my hand, I go, mm, Jeff, eight hours. Yeah, 10 hours. It's a 10 hour sanding day. Three or four 10 hour shifts of sanding. Yeah, that's. That's rough. I mean, you start to feel that vibration all the way up into your shoulder. I don't get the vibration. It's it's this. It's, it's the grip, the claw, the the top of the festival sander is really big, and it's 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 so tall. It's as tall as this phone, basically. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know, five or five. How big is this phone? Five inches, six, seven inches. It's like five or six inches tall. That sander. So it's like. To manipulate the pad, mm-hmm. it, I don't know. It's just, it's not very ergonomic. So I've been looking at the DynaBraid Extreme and also just the regular DynaBraid. Um, I've heard good things about both. I've heard bad things about both. So I don't know. Well, I shouldn't say, I haven't heard anything bad about the like original. Um, but I've heard that the Extreme... Some of like the the air connection is in a weird like it's like kicked back, so it makes the air hook up really long, and I don't know. So I don't know. I never used a pneumatic sander. I mean, I think I've like run across them, but I've never like you know used one and like like actually sanded like a bunch of stuff with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, auto body guys, that's all they use, right? Yeah, and and like in all industrial wood shops. Yeah, so all the places that do tons of sanding. Yeah. And I've heard that they last a lot longer. I guess that probably has something to do with it, too. Yeah, there's less, you know, fewer parts. Um, 
you know, the one thing is like that, that extreme, that's 19 CFM, which is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Not, you know, or less than our compressor. Our compressor has more, puts out more CFM than 19. It's like 23 or four or something like that. Um, so it should be more than enough, but. What's the uh, difference in the, in the user experience between the extreme and the regular one? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, it's just supposed to be like a better one, I guess, less yeah. vibration and uh, more ergonomics. I don't know. I does, mean, they don't look that much different. Does the regular uh, model use 19 CFM as well? 16 on oh. the regular. Well, it's still pretty substantial. Yeah, I mean, what's 3 CFM when you're... Yeah, so this is like what the old school one looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... That's the one everybody's... When you think of a pneumatic sander, that's what it looks like. Yeah. The 3M ones are crazy expensive. They're like 400 bucks. And then this is the extreme. Wow. They're cheap, though. It's about half the price of um, buying a Festool. Yeah. You know, you're talking like 230 bucks for a five inch. Yeah, that's a good deal. Yeah. The Merca is kind of shaped like that. Yeah, the Merca is one of those where it's like, uh, Merca makes pneumatics too, I believe. It's based off of that st- that style of sander, that pneumatic, pneumatic style. <clears throat> um. You know, um, on a different subject, did you see all that wood that um, Corey has stacked up that he's going to put in the kiln? Uh, no. He's apparently got some um, uh, work for a client. I, I, I didn't catch this part, but I'm guessing that the Corey can probably correct me if I'm wrong. That CT woodwork. The client had this wood. Uh and it was all air dried. God bless him. That's that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> it's like a thousand board feet. And he's going to send it to the kiln. He's going to have it all kiln dried. And he's going to do his Maloof chairs and uh, I think a dining table. That's cool. And stuff. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a really nice um, job. But, yeah, he's he's got the patience of a saint. Yeah. Where he... Build some nice stuff, man. He does. He does. If you if you don't know him, you should you should check him out. CT Woodwork. Yeah, and he gets um he gets some like cool jobs. You yeah. know, a lot of big dining tables and stuff. Gotta set this uh, text as unread so that I remember to go back to it. Um, today's craftsman. Yeah, I don't know. We got anything else to say about that? You guys should check it out. I mean, please yeah. go. Go subscribe on YouTube and and follow on Instagram. Should we talk about uh, maybe what the sh- uh, like a shop? It's the shop thing, or oh that- yeah, yeah. So John had the idea of like setting up the old shop um, as like a studio, basically like a shop. New Yankee Workshop. Yeah, a shop, a studio would it be a shop studio or a studio shop? Studio shop. That's a good question. Yeah, I think it would be studio shop. Um, 
just because aesthetically, I think, you know, it makes more sense. It, it, you know, over here, it looks very industrial and, uh, over there it's, it looks like a wood shop. Yeah. And over here we got all kinds of stuff in the way, you yeah. never, like you never know what we're going to be working on. And it's, you know, it sounds like a lot of space, but it, <laughs> it's not, <laughs> it really isn't. No, I mean, you know. Once you get the machines in and the material and the jobs, it's five thousand's gone. Plus the office is whatever, two hundred at least two hundred square feet, right? Yeah. Um well, let's see if it's twenty by fifteen, that's like three fifty, isn't yeah. it? Uh three hundred. Yeah, because fifteen times oh, two times yeah. ten. Um yeah, I mean the van takes up. 200 square feet easy right the right. forklift another 50 square feet wow well maybe yeah yeah it's probably just got forks on the front five yeah. by ten sure yeah um yeah it all it goes really fast yeah um and you know it's a lot easier to do things when you could just you know we don't have to like okay john's coming we gotta we gotta Move this over here, clean this up, blah, blah, blah. Turn off the fans, shut the doors. It, uh, it'd be cool. So, yeah, we want to see if we can get some some sponsorship to, you know, get it ready. Yeah, rebuild the shop. Yeah. A sort of, and make it a, make it a project that yeah. uh, people could follow along with. You have to evict those squirrels because <laughs> they're, uh, they're going to make they're, too much noise. Yeah. Have to set out the traps. Yeah, yeah. So that you know, it's it's pretty cool because it's just the right size. Mm-hmm. When we, as we were talking amongst ourselves, it's like the size of a three car garage. Yeah, it doesn't feel that big. No, it's well, it's twenty four by thirty six. Is a garage twenty four feet deep or not? Mm. Is it deeper than that? I don't know. That's what, how I always thought of it as like a three-car garage. Yeah. I guess that makes sense if you have uh, like a 10-foot door. Mm-hmm. doesn't seem 24 feet wide. No. It, well, it's not really because on the inside, it's like 20. I want to say it's either 22-something or 23 maybe. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I think they're four by six posts, so they're probably 24 to the outside. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but, you know, most people have like a two-car garage. Yeah. And uh, they're looking to get out there. They pull the, gar- they pull the car out. And, mm-hmm. Like Keith's garage. Is that a one-car or two-car? Uh, it's a, I think it's a one, but it's like kind of opened up. Yeah, it's got like a... Adjunct like a, on the side. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be cool. Yeah, we could... Uh, Chronicle. Maybe spackle the walls and paint a little bit. Oh, yeah, because it's just... <laughs> it's so slipshod. <laughs> <laughs> get a yeah. sponsorship by Sheetrock. Yeah. yeah. Who makes gypsum wall boards? Sheetrock. That, that's the brand name? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Well, USGS. Okay. I think, she, yeah, Sheetrock is the name of the product. And USGS. United States Geological Survey. 
Is it USGS or USG? United States gypsum something. So is sheetrock like Kleenex or is it tissue? No, sheetrock is like Kleenex. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember we looked up the word for that. Gypsum wallboard. No, like when you, when, uh, uh, like Band-Aid. Becomes, oh, it's just USG. Becomes the word for the thing. United States Gypsum Company. Huh, guess where they are? Port Reading, New Jersey. Wow. Unless that's just one of their... One of their offices, yeah. maybe. They got a 2.5 uh, out of 5 stars on Google reviews. <laughs> Very bad company for delivery. This is the worst place in all of America. You can't get out of the truck. Unload one pallet per hour. This is impossible. This place should have drivers drop their trailer at the street. Have a yard truck bring it in their property to be unloaded. They will not let you outside of your truck to do anything. They must be afraid the driver will find a way to use this drywall mud as a weapon against the world. They think a driver will fall and get hurt. I guess keep drivers off their property will be the best. A good place to use driverless trucks. What seems to be the issue with the <laughs> USG? Apparently, they're not very good to the truck drivers. Yeah, I wonder if uh, let's let's uh, let's hear some positive reviews. USG. Oh, I already X out of it. <laughs> I wonder if our buddy. Uh, the cat sweat, the cat vest guy. Yeah, DJS. Oh man. Oh, he's definitely looks like he's definitely been reviewing some stuff. Oh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to revisit that dude one of these days. Yeah, right now. <laughs> right. Can we get him up on the new TV? Uh, well, let me get the remote. See what it, what it does. Yeah, tell, tell the people about the TV. So we um. We were looking at um, some way to organize ourselves, mostly for me, for my benefit. You know, I need a little bit of structure, like so I can, um, you know, I'm getting old. need to have things written down. <laughs> so we got this TV, sort of like, a, almost like a white bo- uh, smart board. And uh, Jeff put it up on this uh, rolling stand and so it's about four feet off the ground it's very cool um i wish it was a smart board yeah we might if we can get google calendar on it we're going to see what app we're going to use but basically it's going to be you know for organizing our jobs and uh the progress on the jobs and the daily stuff so that um you know you can just stay on task a little bit easier have something to always reference. And, um, you know, when we have some free time, we're going to watch the bear. <laughs> you got some catching up to do, Marty, on season three. Yeah, just on season three. Uh, I love when you look up how to do something and it's like, on your computer, open Chrome. At the top right, click more. Yeah. It's, there is no more. No. See, that's, that's why we're going to be the source for the uh, modern craftsman. We're not going to have people having to go through all those steps. Oh, here we go. It's under view. Um, it's 
Smart TV 4K available. Yeah, let's do it. Reservation dogs. Uh, wow, there it is. Yeah. Oh, man. This is great. So uh, we're beaming over to the big TV. How big is that TV? 55 inches. 55. How come it, how come it hasn't... Uh, oh, it only does the one page. I got to do it onto this page. That's kind of cool that... You could do it page by page. Look at that. You can look at it there. I'm not going to be able to read that shit. <laughs> so here's our buddy. He's reviewing 27 and a half inch mountain bike <laughs> inner tubes, two God. pack from BWSHLF is the name of the brand. BW shelf. Yeah. Well, Schrader valves too. Are those the ones that. Those are those little valves, the yeah. tiny ones. Really, it shows regular ones oh. right there. Oh, oh, oh Presta. Pre yeah, the Presta's one. the long one. Long, skinny. I guess Schrader's just a regular one. Yeah, yeah. So, he gives these one star, and he says, somebody's laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> this is from July 15th. <laughs> Zoom in a little bit here. Oh uh, man, this guy is too good. He he's really serious about his um his reviews. Yeah. And have it be known that on Amazon this this product has four point four out of five stars with 183 global ratings. Okay. Sixty eight percent five stars. So he's the outlier, clearly. Yeah, there's only four percent one star review. I'm on my second box of two. And so far, every time I put one of these tubes in my tire and ride my bike, the tire's flat the next day. To be sure I wasn't doing something wrong, I checked this time very carefully. The outer tire was clean and the tire was full of air and remained full of air for one week because I did not ride the bike. After one week, I went for a ride with my new inner tube. The next day, my tire was flat. I checked the outer tire and there was a tiny thorn from a patch of weeds that I walked my bike over before riding on the pavement. This tiny thorn could not have just barely been long enough to push past the outer tire and must have just reached the inner tube. I pulled out the thorn, circled where it was, and took the inner tube out, and the tiny hole was right where the thorn punctured the outer tire. The point is the inner tube is not durable in the slightest degree. It's definitely not puncture-proof It is it, if this tiny thorn put a hole in it when it could have only barely reached it barely or it reached it it reached it yeah. it doesn't matter how barely it reached it an inner tube is not puncture proof no so now i put brand new inner tube number four in my number now i have put brand new inner tube number four in from my second box of two <laughs> and planning to get one bike ride out of it before i have to replace the tube with a new one or fix another puncture again well if you're puncturing your tires what do you expect yeah, this guy. I wonder if he takes his cat on the bike. Is this another toupee? <laughs> yep. Sibmo oh, no. men toupee Swiss lace front natural hairline oh. men toupee with PU skin V looped European human hair replacement system for man wigs five by seven inches medium density hair piece number four medium brown color. 
Oh, $159. Oh, man. What do you expect for a $159 toupee? Five stars. Oh. Integrity is my highest priority from May 24th, 2023. And integrity is exactly what you get with this company and the people inside it. I just received my second order. And as you may have guessed, a hairpiece is like a body part for people who use them. (laughs) So it's just as important as an arm or a leg. No. (laughs) No, it's not. Or anything else that makes your body run and work to the best of its ability and to operate as a well-oiled machine. The second order, the second hair piece was even better than the first. I asked for some changes and I got them exactly as I asked for. That's what integrity is all about. So if you're looking for honest, integrity-filled people and a solid company to provide you with a viable body part, look no further because you are already here. Oh, Oh, man. Sivmo. That guy's too much. (laughs) It's like an arm. (laughs) These pictures crack me up. Like, none of these guys are wearing toupees, obviously. Well, let me see. You got you to have a different screen up here for me. Uh, oh, I opened it up in the... Oh. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, look at that. Of course, yeah, the, the toupee commercial has all these, like, young models. Yeah. <laughs> with... The clear, like you can see their scalp. So clearly, the hair is coming out of it. This guy's got the most beautiful hair. Is that Justin Bieber? I think it is. Oh man! Oh god! I I, I can't take this guy's uh, um, reviews. He's too much. It's it's a body part. This one we. We did the clock. Yeah, he's got like a clock in every room. I think we did. Yeah, we did this one too. Well, he's only got one more. All right. For the Beatron BS10 earphones. Wired in earbud headphones, strong bass noise, isolating earbuds, 3.5 millimeter jack, tangle free cord compatible with tablet, laptop, iPhone, iPad, smartphones, gold. Probably uses these corded headphones with his um, belt clip on his oh, phone case. Yeah. Five stars. Wow is the title. May twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. These earphone, these earphones, this headset, these earplugs, whatever you want to call them, work beautifully. The sound and the sound canceling outside is superlative and full bodied. They have an earplug that is shaped in such a way that it stays in your ear without being too intrusive. They're so comfortable, I often forget I even have them on, and I fall asleep and wake up with them still in my ears, and I'm perfectly fine with that. (laughs) And that is unusual for me because I hate having things inside my ears when I'm trying to sleep or do anything else. Oh, God. Uh, Man. Is he wearing the Sivmo toupee in this picture? I think so. He's got to be wearing the toupee. Because if he's got that much hair, he doesn't need a toupee. Think Jan Earl Miller's been up to anything with the boys next door? Oh, God. That was another good one. The boys next door, Kindle edition. Yeah, no new reviews on the boys next door. 
How many pages is it? Oh, it's free. Oh, no. Just the Kindle. Two ninety nine. Yeah. You know a book I just read? Treasure Island. Mm. I've listened to that on uh, book on tape. Yeah. Then, my, then I made my wife go to the library and rent the movie. <laughs> it was pretty good. The book was much better than the, than the, the movie, though. I don't remember a lot of it. Doesn't it start out? He like goes to this like inn or whatever. That's and, exactly how yeah, it starts. Yeah. yeah. The, the Benbow Inn. Yeah. And he's like, uh, I forget. He's all jacked up or something. Yeah. Well, he's, he's old and, uh, it's Captain Flint, I believe. And, uh, he's, he's old and he's on his way out. And, Oh, look, I can cast the whole screen. Let's see. Hmm, maybe not. Who DJS follows? Jan Earl Miller. Yeah. Author of The Boys Next Door. There's got to be a way to air airplay uh, over this thing, no? Yeah. Airplay. Airplay cast to Android TV. Yeah, that's what we want. This stuff's amazing. This is a pretty nice TV for 250 bucks. Yeah. I realized that the TV in my bedroom is over 10 years old. Wow. Yeah, I'm surprised it's still going. It is a yeah. Samsung. $499. Wow. We'll figure a way around that. Yeah. Work around. Why would it? Uh, why would it cost money? That's just an app. So there's probably a uh, a way to do it. Otherwise, yeah, I know on my TV. I think there's like on my computer. There's just that little that little icon. Yeah. See uh, more technical difficulties. This is this is a this is a problem for uh, me. Usually, I get stuck. We watched a DVD movie actually. Oh yeah, I don't yeah. even have a DVD player. I was going to ask you. You probably don't have one. Yeah, we go. Oh, oh, screen mirroring. Here we go. Smart. TV 4K. Bam. There you go. Airplay. Enter Airplay 7708. Beautiful. Oh, man. Now you're talking. Oh, wow. It's very little latency, too. Yeah, you can see that there's a the podcast recording. Yeah. Because I've done this before and there's like, there was a terrible lag between the uh, two, which made it really, you know, you couldn't use that as like a monitor. Um, I tried to do it like with Fusion, mirror it to the TV and draw, you know, sit so you on the draw, couch yeah. and draw on the TV and it did not work. Oh, yeah. If there's lag, it probably threw you off. 
Yeah, because you you start to overcorrect mm-hmm. the cursor and stuff. But if we can get that iMac hooked up to that, that's a wireless keyboard and a wireless mouse. So mm-hmm. this is like the dumb version of this. <laughs> it's perfect for me. The Ergo M575. It's not an MX Ergo. We got a, an Amazon delivery today from one of those new Rivian vans. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, it was it was much cooler looking on the outside. On the inside, it looked kind of cheap. Yeah. I mean, our van kind of, I feel like it's kind of like that too, where like the interior experience is not what you would expect from a Mercedes. No, it's, it's definitely commercial. Oh yeah. I, I love the trackball mouse. Here's my wife looking for me. She's going to want to know what time I'm coming home today so she can uh, have dinner ready on the table. Yeah, you you do go home at wildly different times every day. <laughs> One day could be 4.30, the next day could be 4.35. I know. And, and, and another thing is, it literally takes like seven minutes to get home. There's no traffic. It's the same exact traffic every single day. Yeah. Uh, you might like this more than than the Ergo. It's more. It's lower profile. Oh. But I was figuring if it was going to sit, I don't know if there's going to be room over there. Yeah. If it was going to sit on that thing. You can't. Yeah, be, you can't be moving a mouse. No. It's pretty good. Yeah, if any of you have suggestions on a good um, organizational program, um, we've used Asana in the past. I know there's there's a bunch of them. Um, just to keep track of calendar and jobs. and um, it's It definitely gets redundant at times, just like putting these things in, but it, I think it is a good, a good tool. And we got the world's most basic keyboard. <laughs> but it's like a real feels like an old old school keyboard oh wow I like it yeah Logi yeah Logitech I always get Logitech for keyboards and mouse yeah mice yeah mouses mice yeah Uh, let's see. The wife wants to know what I want for dinner. Uh, food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I made some nice cheesesteaks on Saturday. That was good. Oh, I like a cheesesteak. Yeah. I use Velveeta, too. Is that the authentic cheese? No. Or- no, like in Philly, they use either Cheese Whiz or, uh, I mean, some places have provolone. And I guess Amer- American cheese is like typically what you would get around here. Um, What's the deal with the cheese stick? I mean, what makes it authentic? It's supposed to be ribeye, ribeye meat. Um, I think it's supposed to have fried onions like fried in with the meat. Yeah, they probably use a specific bread in Philly. Ah. Uh, and then yeah. the Whiz. I don't really like cheese Whiz, though. 
feel like it, it doesn't taste as good as Velveeta. It's like less flavorful. What is Velveeta? It's just a processed cheese. It's like a, it's like cheddar. No, it's like an American cheese almost. Velveeta versus cheese whiz. I actually, I was looking at the ingredients. We had it because Allie wanted like, you know, you make that Velveeta chili dip mm, where you like layer it. Yeah. Yeah. So I made that. Ooh. Um, I like the sound of that. Yes. Yeah, so we, and she could only get this big block of Velveeta. <laughs> A big block of Velveeta. Yeah. Let's see. Cheese Whiz. This is like a, a comparison. Origin, Cheese Whiz. Edwin Treisman, 1952-1953. Velveeta. Emily Fry, Monroe Cheese Company, 1918, New York. Look at that. I got an ad for Monport Laser. They're not listening and watching no, what I'm doing. No, not at all. Um, we'll talk about that too before it's over because I don't think we did talk about it. Um, cheese Whiz. Description. Processed cheese spread, sauce, and dip made from whey emulsifiers and seasoning while supplied in glass jars. Velveeta. Velvety smooth pasteurized prepared cheese product capable of being used as a spread, sauce, or dip and boasting healthy nutrition and real cheese flavor combined with excellent meltability. Cheese Whiz. Flavor. Tangy, pungent, cheesy flavor balanced with mustard and Worcestershire sauce, similar to well-seasoned, over-mature, mature cheddar, but more balanced. Velveeta, rich, creamy, velvety, tangy cheese, almost identical to American cheese, and akin to an infusion of Colby, Swiss, and cheddar. Cheese Whiz is whey emulsified with oil, flav with oil flavored and stabilized. Velveeta is whey protein and milk protein recombined as whey and curds before flavoring and emulsification. Hmm. Um, ingredients. Cheese Whiz. Whey, wow. milk, canola oil, maltodextrin, milk protein concentrate, sodium phosphate, less than 2% of modified food starch, salt, lactic acid, whey protein concentrate, mustard, fla mustard flour, aka mustard powder, Worcestershire sauce, sodium alginate, Sorbic acid as a preservative, color added, cheese culture, enzymes, natural flavor. Velveeta, milk, water, whey, milk protein concentrate, milk fat, whey protein concentrate, sodium phosphate, 2% or less of sodium calcium phosphate, lactic acid, sorbic acid, sodium citrate, sodium alginate, enzymes, uh, apocarotinol. What the hell is that? I don't know. That wasn't on the label that I read, Anato and cheese culture. They have a lot of ingredients. Yeah. The Velveeta that I read, what is this? Uh, trans carot uh, carotenoid found in spinach and citrus fruits, citrus fruits. Plays a role as a precursor for vitamin A, blah, blah, blah. Might just be a, uh, like an enrichment, you know, like how they mm. enrich bread with, Calcium and vitamin D and stuff like that. There's a, I mean, they're pretty similar. I mean, the Velveeta seems like more of an of a cheese than cheese whiz. Yeah. Now they're showing Velveeta shells and cheese on this. Uh, mm. Oh, they're both made by Kraft. 
Ah, I didn't know that. They're cousins. Cheese Whiz and Velveeta are cousins. Is Velveeta the same as Cheese Whiz? Basically, yes. One has more water, so it's softer. Beyond that, they're old or scrap cheese. Maybe some gen- generic <laughs> curds, whey powder, flavor, salt, and chemicals. Biggest difference is flavor. Like, everybody hates on the American cheese, but... I yeah. like American cheese, like, on a hamburger. It is real cheese. It's not like it's, like, you know, yeah, fake. It's It's not... There's no, like, weird, like, oil or anything in it. I think American cheese is a super mild cheddar. No, it's actually an amalgamation, like they were talking about, of, like, Colby, cheddar, and something else. Ah. You got to buy Lando Lakes brand American cheese. None of this stuff in the plastic sleeves. Yeah. What is American cheese anyway? Man, look at that burger. It looks so good. Oh, yeah. Look at these Montport lasers all over the place here on the side. Happens every time I post a picture on Twitter or Instagram of a delicious cheeseburger, perfectly crusted ground beef, most likely cooked smash style on a soft bun layered with onions, lettuce, pickles, and then a glistening, gooey, melty, bright orange slice of American cheese. I like the white American. Um... I do too. That's my favorite. Like we have grilled cheese sandwiches for dinner sometimes. I love the uh the white American. Sometimes I'll put a slice of tomato in there too. Mm. Some places call that the happy waitress. Oh yeah, I have seen that. American cheese is not cheese. This is a uh... anyway. I'm trying to explain this. Uh come on, get to the point, this this guy. Blah, 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 blah. You know, guy made it seem like he was going to give a good explanation. Bon appetit. American cheese deserves your respect. Yeah. What is it? What is it? Not all processed cheese is equal. For the best processed cheese experience, you need to read the labels carefully. There's processed cheese, like block or deli-sliced American cheese, and then there's processed cheese food or product, like Velveeta and most packaged cheese singles. The former has more fat, an average of 45%, resulting in rich, velvety mouthfeel, while the latter can have a little, as little as half of the fat, around 23%, tasting watery and bland. Velveeta is not bland. I'm not like oh. some Velveeta like uh, fanboy, but and I I couldn't even tell you the last time I had it aside from this this time this weekend. But cheese.com. There we go. What exactly is American cheese? American cheese, the kind you get in the individual plastic wrappers. No, that's not what we're talking about. However, not all American cheeses are made equal. Classically, before the factory processed stuff hit the market, American cheese was a blend, often of cheddar and Colby, made for easy melting and approachable flavor. The cheese you find at the deli counter is usually made from real cheese. It may not be holy cheese, so check the label for the words pasteurized processed cheese. These deli cheeses still have fewer chemicals and extracts than the individually packaged stuff, so they will usually taste fresher and more flavorful. As Kenji J. Lopez-Alt, our Mm. buddy, explains... At Serious Eats, the blending of cheese and other ingredients is what allows American cheese to melt without breaking or turning greasy the way a traditional cheese does. Yeah, cheddar gets super greasy. Yeah. The process itself was invented in Switzerland in an effort to reduce cheese waste. What the fuck was that? 
that this ad? I don't know. Is that? Sounds yeah. like somebody said Jeff. That's what I thought too. Did it come out of the TV? It was in my headphones, I thought. What the hell? Did you guys hear that? Um, blah, blah, blah. Formed in yeah, various batches of cheese. Scraps from various batches of cheese could be melted together and formed into a new delicious product. Where's this coming from? Freaking Best Buy ad. Guys, <laughs> welcome back. Oh my god. Sorry, guys. Um Reduced cheese waste scraps could form uh, from various batches of cheese could be melted together and formed into a new delicious product. In 1916, Canadian American entrepreneur and cheese salesman James Kraft perfected the technique in the U.S., patented it, and started selling it. The very first started selling the very first processed American cheese. Though "quote unquote" American cheese describes that familiar sandwich staple, it does not encompass everything that is truly American cheese. That is truly American and cheese. When it comes to cheeses made here in the U.S., there's more than what comes in blocks and singles. Yeah, we know that. Land o Lakes American cheese ingredients. Yeah, that's that, what we want. Right. <laughs> Freaking ads. Here we go. Cultured pasteurized milk and skim milk, buttermilk, milk fat, salt. Contains less than 2% of sodium and potassium citrates tricalcium phosphate, milk protein concentrate, lactic acid, sorbic acid, enzymes, soy lecithin, and soybean oil blend. I can live with that. Let's see the ingredients of cheddar cheese. It should just be milk. Yeah. Milk and enzymes. Let's see. Um, Abbott, cheddar, Cheese ingredients. Come on. Seven ingredients. Curious. Here we go. Pasteurized milk, cheese culture, salt, enzymes. Okay. So the, really, the only difference is that the American cheese has those preservatives: the the potassium citrate mm -hmm. and the ascorbic acid. And is cabbage cheddar cheese processed? Cabbage cheese aged cheddar has some nutritional value and is moderately processed, and is estimated to have a low carbon footprint and low water footprint. What's your favorite cheese? Hmm. I can't answer that. Because you like so many or because you don't really like cheese? Oh, I love cheese. Uh, yeah, I, I can't do like favorite song, favorite cheese. <laughs> I, just, I can't. I, I, I can't pick. So if you, if you were on a desert island and you could only take one cheese with you? Um, probably going to be white American just because like, you know, I feel like that could sit out for a while too. <laughs> and 
and be fine. <laughs> so you, you're practical. You're a practical survivor. <laughs> yeah, I'm not out there like looking to have a hoity-toity, uh, yeah, crashed on a desert island experience. Yeah. I, I, white American is definitely up there in my top uh, two because it goes with so much stuff that I like. I just eat it right out of the out of the deli package. Mm-hmm. Fold the slice in half and yeah. then eat it. Yeah. Um, what's your What's your take on brie? I like brie a lot. You You eat the rind? Yep. Yep. My wife doesn't. I'll actually eat the rind that she won't eat. You know, it's got like that little yeah. bit of cheese still yeah. on there. Yeah. Yeah. As As I've gotten wealthier, <laughs> I stopped eating the rind. When I- <laughs> <laughs> the rind tastes good though. It tasted plenty good back then. Yeah. <laughs> when, <laughs> I I remember when I was a pedicab driver in San Francisco, we used to get a baguette, one baguette, mm. me and this other guy, and we'd get a a hunk of brie and we'd split it in half. You know, we'd open it up the baguette and we'd just smush the brie in there. Oh yeah. Rind and all, and then break it in half and that mm-hmm. would We'd eat that. And that was that was really actually for like peasant food. That was really good because you're getting yeah. like right from the Boudin Bakery mm-hmm. right there on Fisherman's Wharf. Yeah, brie is good. It's got like that bit, little bit of bitterness mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I suppose there's probably a couple of things like that now that I'm, um, you know, an adult with a job and everything like that that I. <laughs> I don't do the same as when I was broke. I did watch a thing on um, Limburger cheese that made oh, me want to God. try it. Really? Yeah, that's yeah. a uh, an American cheese. Is it? Oh no! This is a. French-speaking Belgian province, huh? This is saying it's Belgian. I don't know what the hell I was watching. But it's real big in Wisconsin. They eat these, uh, um, what do they call them? Big stinky. Oh, Jesus. They it, that's not what that fish, too, is it? They don't, don't they eat that uh, smelly fish up there? Surströming or whatever it's called. That's, I think, in Iceland. But this, yeah, it's, it's um, like pumpernickel mm-hmm. with Limburger cheese and... And this is sweet onion, but the thing I was looking at said red onion. Oh, man. Like a big, thick slice of red onion. Yeah. Yeah. Limburger sandwich recipe. Oh, look at that. It's like a whole wedge of onion. Yeah, like a, like a three-eighths inch or half-inch thick slice. Wow. I'd try it. This is like, could you put less cheese on that sandwich? Yeah, how come the cheese is so small? And the, the onion, like what, this got an inch and a half of bread on either side. Is that mustard? Yeah. Who puts the mustard in the middle of the sandwich? Yeah, I like, where do you put your mustard on the bread side or the meat side? Uh, what do you mean? Like if you're making a sandwich and you got all your stuff piled up on the bottom slice of bread. Do you spread the condiments on the top slice of bread or do you sli- put the condiments on the, uh, on the rest of the sandwich? Depends. Depends on the sandwich. Yeah, tricky. And if there's two, 
you might put one on one and one on the other. But you got to think about what's going where. Like if you use mustard and mayo, you mean? Yeah. That's a great combo. Yeah. Like, uh, what did I have? Oh, so when I made the cheesesteaks, I did, uh, you know, that hot pepper spread that they sell in the jars, just like cherry peppers, like ground up. Oh, I love that. So I did, I did, uh, that on one side of the, of the bread. And I used like one of those like long ciabattas. Mm -hmm. I did that on one side and I did mayo on the other side. And then the side that had the mayo, I put, uh, caramelized onions on top of that. And then I did, uh, the cheesesteak. You made your own caramelized onions? Yeah. Wow. So it was like, uh, yeah, I thought the mayo and the onions should go next to each other. <laughs> it all gets mixed up in there. You, you feel like the experience of biting into it. Yeah. Has a, yeah, that's valid. It definitely makes a difference. Like you can't put the cheese <laughs> on the bottom of the sandwich. No. It's got to be up towards the top. I'm going to try that one day and see if I notice. Oh, you definitely will. You need to do like a blind taste test. My wife's big on the blind taste tests. Look at Hunter. <laughs> went to the Turtleback Zoo today. Yeah, still there apparently. I, went I just the- get a text from my mother-in-law. Not sure if you heard, Hunter went to Turtleback Zoo with Mallory. Oh, well, Mal. I went to Turtleback Zoo. That was probably, I don't know what grade I was in. Must have been probably like third grade, something like that. It's in, it's in Staten Island, right? That's what I thought. Or maybe it's North Jersey. Um, you know, I, I can't really remember. That was, uh, if I was nine years old, that was 52 years ago. Oh, it's in West Orange. Huh. Essex County Turtleback Zoo. 20 acres, that's small. Do they have a petting zoo there? Mm. Well, it looks like they got like the touch tank, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it looks pretty cool. Well, anyway, as we bore you with our cheese talk and... Uh, I, I think the cheese talk is very interesting. Yeah. We're going to do some cooking episodes on uh, today's Craftsman. Yeah. That or we're just doing one John's, we'll just do one John's channel. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, you tuned in for some woodworking advice and you got uh, cheese. Yeah. Uh, go follow today's Craftsman on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook. And maybe I'll have a TikTok up at some point in the near future. Um, but no dancing no uh check out the rt machine podcast and yeah and we'll, uh we'll shout out to Corey again Corey from ct woodwork yeah yeah why not you if you listen to this podcast and you don't follow Corey, you're you're missing out yeah you've been uh listening and not not following through on what we've been telling you <laughs> been listening but not hearing yeah all right we'll see you next week ciao as always rob and i thank you for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next week if you want to help support the podcast you can leave us a review on apple podcasts again we appreciate your support thanks for tuning in